Good morning. For those of you that don't know, my name is Javon Johnson. I'm a chaplain in the United States Navy. I am stationed over at 111 with the Marines over our artillery division. But um, in the next couple weeks, I will still be a chaplain, but I will, I will not be with the Marines over there at 111 as my family and I are, are moving to Japan and I'm gonna be a chaplain in charge of the credo, which is doing the marriage retreats. And so um, this, this, this sermon and the next sermon will be my last two sermons here at, uh, at Mission Viejo, and so uh, we're gonna be talking about, for the next two weeks, what it means to be made in the image of God. Um, let, me, let, me, let me keep going before I start crying. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, so in Genesis chapter one, verse 26 to 27, it says, then God said, let's make mankind in our image and in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. And so what you notice there is that God created these fish and he created these birds and these animals, but he doesn't create them in his image. That he looks down, he says, upon us, he says, I'm going to create you into my image. To me, I feel special, right? I feel like, man, you know, God wanted me to be like him, but not be him. See, we often confuse being made in the image of God with being gods ourselves. It's not like we're walking around and saying, I am Thor, God of thunder. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not doing that, right? But I think what we do is that as we become more independent of, our, of, of God, we tend to forget about him and put him in the back burner. As we, as we hone our skills, as we get better at certain things, we tend to say, oh, you know, I, I, I am the one that accomplished these things. That I accomplished these degrees. That I'm the reason why we have a roof over our head. How many people ever said that to their spouse? I am the reason why X, Y, or Z happens, not realizing that the only reason you are, are intelligent, the only reason you do anything, the only reason you have the skills that you have right now is because God made you that way. So when we act like our own God, we forget that we were made for a purpose. And that purpose is to glorify God with our gifts. One of the things I know for a fact, because I um, didn't grow up as a Christian, but I was very, a very arrogant little punk boy, <laughs> um, is that God can give you something and make you into something, and he can take it away. Now for me, when I was growing up, I used to be very, very, very fast. I used to run really fast. Now, part of the reason why I knew I could run fast is I was running away from the bullies <laughs> on the block. But what, what was happening as I, as I got faster and faster and faster, I was the fastest dude in my school. I was the fastest dude in the neighborhood. I was the fastest person in high school. I became kind of arrogant. <laughs> and you can ask my wife. She's like, man, he was kind of arrogant. <laughs> and so what, 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 what I did, I, went to, I ended up getting a scholarship to a Christian college, and I, and I, and I, um, I was really fast. And I end up qualifying for nationals. Well, I had one more, one more track meet that I needed to do in order to, to, to uh, I want to win conference, which is the one right before that. And I get into the block, I take off, I had the most beautiful start, it was so powerful, everything, I burned everybody out of the blocks. See, you see me being arrogant? <laughs> and then about 20 meters into the, into the race, <laughs> leg, hip flexor, tore. Now, I was going pretty fast. I ended up still winning that race. But at the same time, I, my, leg, my leg was shot. 
It was done for. Because you know what was happening? God was looking down on my arrogant little self and saying, are you serious? The only reason you're fast is because of me. I created you that way. I made you that way. And so for us, as we, as we go along our life, we might have giftings and, and different things that we're good at, but we have to recognize that the only reason that way, we're that way is because of God, not because of you. It says this in Romans chapter 12, verse 5 through 8. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy according to your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraging, then, do, uh, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, then do so diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You do realize that showing mercy is an actual spiritual gift, a spiritual gift that Javon does not have. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> right? Like, I literally can do something against you like 12 times. I'm like, oh, please forgive me. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgive you. And you can do that same thing against me one time. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you. You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> because for whatever reason, God gave me different gifts and different sets of things that I can do and that, that, that I'm good at. But he did not give me mercy. And in order for me, Javon Johnson, to be merciful, I literally have to rely on the Holy Spirit to get me to that mercy. And so I don't want us to think that just because we don't have certain gifting or certain things that somehow we're, we're a void of doing those things if God calls us to it. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us through those situations. But God has made you, you, every individual in here for a unique and special purpose. But some of us don't even know what we're made to do, so we do absolutely nothing. Except maybe complain about who's preaching or complain about the songs, or just sit and go to church. That is not what God called you to do. When he made you, when he put you together in your mother's womb, he did not make you to sit and come here and just be here and exist. Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's telling them this parable of this master who has a lot of money. And he, he, he leaves the, the servants with these entrusted them with his gold. He gives one of them five bags of gold, gets another one two, and he gets another one one. And then he leaves on his journey. One of the, the servants decided with the five bags, he said, you know what, I'm going to double the amount of bags that I had. He, he ended, up with, ended up with 10. And then another one, the one with two, he ended up with four. But the last servant, the one that had only one, he hit the thing, and then he just decided, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm going to wait until they get back. Now, listen to what it says. It says, his master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Do you understand what God is saying to us? That God didn't simply just make you with all these gifting and all these skills and all this whatever so you can sit around and do absolutely nothing with it. That he, he had made us to glorify him in the things that we're doing. You were not made to simply eat, sleep, work, and die. You were not made to simply eat, sleep, work, and die. But some of us are on that trajectory. And we're looking at our Christianity like, why is this so weak? 
but because we're just going through the motions of, of life, going through the motions of being American and not understanding that God has made us for a specific purpose. And because we have been made for that purpose, we need to be going out and using the gifting that God has given us to glorify him. It says in Jeremiah verses one, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed you in the room, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, granted, clearly God is talking to Jeremiah. He said, I, I, before I knew you, before you knew, I knew you, you were born, I set you apart as a prophet to all the nations. Now, check this out. You may not have been made to be a prophet, but you were made for something. You may not have been made to be a prophet, but you were made for something. And I can tell you that something is not simply coming and hearing a sermon on Sunday morning. We were made to glorify God in the things that he made us to do. It says in Psalm chapter 139, verse 13 through 14, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you before I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I, I, I know that some of us might be thinking, like, I'm nothing special. What kind of gifting has God given me? I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. But God is very purposeful and deliberate in how he made you. And one of the worst things that we can do is compare ourselves to other people. That God didn't make you to be like other people. He made you to be like you. And so whatever God made you to be, whatever he decided to put into your system, you're supposed to use that for the glory of God and not worry about what somebody else is doing. Some of us don't like the way we're made. God made us, so we want to be like someone else. Now, here's what I know. I, 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 um, I know for a fact that God made me to be a preacher. Now, I didn't know that at first. In fact, I had no idea what I was doing when I first started preaching. So uh, I, I, I had to do an internship for a youth ministry. And part of that internship to be a youth minister, I had to uh, put together a sermon and record it and give it to my professor. Well, I, I did the lesson. I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm watching T.D. Jakes. I'm watching Joyce Meyer. I'm watching everybody I can watch to try to figure out how to give a sermon, how to do whatever. And so I started writing this. I wrote the sermon down. And I literally wrote every single word that I was going to preach that day. It was like 12 pages long. And then I got up in front of the congregation, and I literally did this for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I just... I just preached, and I kept moving the papers, moving papers, moving papers, and I did that for the whole, longest time, and I recorded this thing, and I had it to my professor, and we're sitting there, we're watching this thing on the screen, and I can see him just like writing stuff down, and I'm getting nervous. I'm like, man, I, I did an awful job. He's like, mm, mm. I'm like, man, what is he writing? I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of freaking me out. And then he looks at me. He said, is that the first sermon you ever preached? <laughs> I'm getting all nervous. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's the first sermon I ever preached. And he said, that was the best first sermon I ever heard anybody preach. <laughs> Excuse me? Right, right? I, I literally had no clue what I was doing. Why was, that, why was the sermon so good? It wasn't because of me. It was because that's what God created me to be. That's what God made me to be. And I could easily, easily say, oh, it's because of me. And, and look, I'm not, I don't have any notes. The only notes I have is this thing, and I'd be like, oh, look at me. I'm so good at preaching. 
But I know for a fact the only reason I'm even able to get up here and be in front of you is because God made me that way. And I even know for a fact that I wish he would have made me some other way. I wish I could sing. I wish I could lead songs. <laughs> That's what I would rather be doing <laughs> because I really love singing praises to God. But if you got me up here to preach, I mean to um, lead singing, y'all be like, get Javon off that stage. <laughs> you better get that boy back to preaching because he is terrible. Like, but, but you know what? The one thing that I love more than anything, I love singing praises to God. And so when I'm in my car, I'm my own song leader, and I do whatever I want to do, and I sing praises to God as loud as I can, I can do it. But I know for a fact God did not make me to be a song leader. But I know he made me to be a preacher. I know he made me to be a prophet. And so I can't sit around and look at um, Brandon and say, oh, Brandon, I'm so jealous of you because you get to sing. And Lee's singing. And you can't look at me and say, I'm so jealous of, of Javon because he can preach. I'm so jealous of this person because they can do that. I'm so jealous. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. What matters is what God made you for and what you are doing for the kingdom of God. It says this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in his various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as if they're speaking the very words of God. And if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Christ Jesus. Did y'all get that? Every, whatever gift you have, it doesn't matter what you have, whatever gift you have, do it that you receive to serve others as faithful stewards of the gift that God has entrusted you with. So that you can give praise and glory to the Father above, not praise to yourself and not worried about somebody else's gift. You see, we reveal who God is by being made, by, be, by um, being who he made us to be. And let me say that again. We reveal who God is by being who he made us to be. So you, I think we all know the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they... they um, they issue a decree that says, hey, if you don't bow down to this golden statue at, at this time when these harps and lyres and all this stuff play, you're going to be thrown into the furnace. Well, they didn't bow down, and so they get caught, and they say, hey, we're going to throw them into the furnace. They, he goes to, to the um, king. The king gives them the spill. Hey, I'll give you a chance not to be thrown into the furnace. They said, you know, we're going to, regardless of what happens, we're never going to bow down to that golden calf, golden, golden um, image. Well, King turned the furnace up super high, super, super, super high, and he threw him in there. Now, we know the rest of the story, right? What happens? Did anybody know what happens, right? Yeah, so the people start putting him in there, and some of the guards got killed, and then a fourth person comes, and they pull Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego out. And this is what the king says after this particular thing. He says, therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces and the houses will be turned into a pile of rubber for no other God can save in this way. What was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made to do? They were made to have faith that God can save them. But they also knew that if God wasn't going to save them, we will never bow down to their golden image. And in the midst of that, in the midst of living out their calling and doing what they were made to do, this king who was trying to kill them ended up glorifying God. That's some crazy stuff right there. That, that, that's mind-boggling right there. 
But I think sometimes for us as Christians, we don't really, we hear the story like, oh, it's kind of like a fairy tale. It doesn't really happen because we don't see stuff like that happening nowadays. And so we, what we have, our Christianity has become boring because we're not living the way that God made us to live. Our Christianity has become boring. It becomes like a ritual. It becomes just something that we're supposed to do on Sunday morning. And we're looking for God to be working in our lives. We're looking for God to be working in the community. But God is like, I'm waiting on you to live up to the calling that I made you for. And so you can see how powerful he is. Now, check this out. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided they want to bow down to the golden calf, they probably would, they'd still be alive. But the king wouldn't glorify God. See, right now you're just alive. We're just American citizens doing what American citizens do. And we're wondering, which, where is God? How, how, how is God interacting in my life? And it's not until we are, are, are down on the dumps so or we have some catastrophic thing that we even go to God and say, God, please intervene in this situation. But we should not wait until those situations to glorify God with what we've been made to do. What we need to be doing, what I need to be doing, what every, all of us needs to be doing is putting ourselves in a position to put our knee, put up, go on our knees to God and say, God, what is it that you want me to do every day? Because here's what I know. You might not be here tomorrow. So if you might not be here tomorrow, why are you worried about two weeks from now or three weeks from now or a month from now or when you retire? That doesn't, make, that doesn't make logical sense to someone who is a Christian who said, hey, we, we know that God has made us for a particular purpose, and our goal is to tell people about the glory of God through Jesus Christ. So if you're not doing that on an everyday basis, we are wrong. But that doesn't mean you have to do it the way that I do it. That doesn't mean you have to do it the way that this person or that person. God made you for a particular purpose to do it the way that he made you to do it. And so it's real easy to get caught up in this idea that somehow tomorrow is promised to us because it's not. And there's people in your neighborhoods who don't know Jesus. There's people at your work who don't know God. There's people when you go into the grocery store and you're at, the, at a restaurant that don't know God. But you know God. And God made you with a particular purpose and a particular gifting. And God is calling you no matter where you go, no matter how you were made, to use your gifting to glorify him and tell people about the amazing love that God has for us. Not to worry about yourself. Not to worry about what you're going to do tomorrow or next week or two weeks from now. But to worry about what God is going to do through you, through your gifting right now, today. This is very important for us to understand because if we don't understand it, we're just going through the motions of Christianity. It's great to know Bible verses. Yay, I know Bible verses. It's great to go to church. It's great to be encouraged. But you know what's greater? When we live for the glory of God and God shows his power over the things that we decide to do with our, with our, with our blessings. I'm telling you right now, a lot of us are missing out on God doing amazing things in our lives because we are made to do something spectacular, but we just sit around and do absolutely nothing.
praying to God, God, please do this. God's like, why don't you do it? That's what I made you for. God, can you please make the nation more Christian? Why don't you make the nation more Christian? By acting more Christian. God, can you please help us with it? Why don't you do it? You were not made to sit up here and listen to me preach. You were made for a particular purpose. You were made for something more special than this. And God is calling each and every last one of you, I don't care how old you are or how young you are, to use the gifting that he made you for to glorify him in in the spaces that you're in. And so I want you guys to understand that. If you don't remember anything, I want you to realize this. I think a lot of times we have a boring Christianity because we aren't living the way that God made us to live. And so with that said, I know a lot of us may not even be Christians. We, not, we might not have been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but there's no time like the present, right? To get, to get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for him to show you what you're made to do and so you can go out and live the life that he's called you to live. And then some of us might be saying, you know what, you're right. I have not been living out my calling. I haven't been doing what God has made me to do. Actually, I've been very stagnant in my faith. And I need some prayers over my life so that I can go out and live the life that God has called me to live. If you have any prayers, anything that you would like for the elders to pray for you about, if you want to get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, please do so now as we stand and as we sing. Yes, Lord.